WPTF Radio. Her voice is a little husky tonight, a little dry, but we'll make it through. The Tom Kearney Show here every night, Monday through Friday from 9 until 10, with a little bit of live and in real-time radio along the way. And tonight it's time for a visit from Dr. Edward Funkhauser, a long-time guest on the program and a former, well, he's Professor Emeritus of Speech or Communications. I can never keep up with the the name changes in the nomenclature, but uh, anyway, he's that, uh, Professor Emeritus and an old-time radio announcer, so he fits right in with us here, and he has been for us for the last 12 or 15 years or so, uh, the keeper of the role in what we call our necrology, and uh, necrology is a is a word that uh, I think its roots are in Greece and Greek, and uh, that has to do with the fact that there are people... Uh, there is a list of people who have died and who've gone away, who've slipped away from us, but who deserve to be remembered. And there is such a group in, in our world, and Dr. Funkhauser keeps up with that role. Ed, are you there tonight? I am indeed, Tom. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing just fine. It's a little more humid than I'd like, but otherwise, uh, everything's everything's fine. And uh, we have a, a, a nice list of well, it's not a nice list. I shouldn't say that, but a list of those people who have have slipped away, slip slide away, as our good friend Paul Simon would say. And I, yeah. I hope we'll have fun. Well, okay. we, you know, your, the music is the opening of the program tonight, Tom. Why uh, explain that? Yeah, raindrops keep falling on my head, which was, of course, a mega hit in 1969. And uh, that's from B.J. Thomas. And B.J. Thomas passed away on May 29th. He was 78 years old. Uh, of course, he had a number of hit records. And over the course of our program tonight, we may hear snippets of other B.J. Thomas hits. Um, but uh, he was uh, a native of Oklahoma, grew up in Houston, Texas, did B.J. Thomas. Do you know one of the things that I think I remember reading about him or hearing about him is that it, late in his career, not unlike uh, Elvis Presley apparently intended to do, he was concentrating on gospel music. I don't know if he, he did. He, he became a uh, gospel singer late in his career and did quite well with it, as a matter of fact. Um, okay. What is little known, what is little realized, I think, about B.J. Thomas is that he was a member of the Grand Ole Opry. I never thought of B.J. Thomas as a country singer, uh, but he was a member of the Grand Ole Opry and joined in 1981. Uh, he, he, he didn't participate long, uh, for very long at the Grand Ole Opry, but he was there and he was a member of the Opry in that well, you, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because when I was reading up on him, too, to remind myself, I saw that he had become a member in 1981 and... I was a little surprised, too, because I did not think of him as being in, in that particular niche of, uh, of music, but, uh, but also I, I can live with it and so on. You know, we, we might stop for a moment and, and say to people who don't know that if you become a member of the Grand Ole Opry, I think usually, at least you used to, you had a contractual obligation to appear on a certain number of shows a year. And I know at one time it was 26, that is, at least half of the Saturday nights. On Friday night, you had to be there and be on the show or be available to be on the show. That's correct. And he didn't do that for long. Yeah, uh, right. Then he became a guest member of the Grand Ole Opry. Right. 
Well, you know, the reason one thing that I'll tag on is a lot of, not a lot, but certainly some stars, for instance, the most obvious one was Johnny Cash. I, I'm sure he was issued an invitation to the Grand Ole Opry, whether he ever participated or not. You know, as a member, I don't know, but he preferred to be on the road because he could make a lot more money uh, sure. at shows than he could for being around Nashville and so on. But that's a little, little known fact about the yeah. Grand Ole Opry. Well, Tom, how about if we move to uh, talking about some actors and actresses who have uh, passed away? Uh, well, I, you, you, you may be moving to one of my favorite ones, so go Ned ahead. Ned Beatty. Yeah, Ned Beatty passed away June 13th. I was 83 years old. Uh, uh, what should we say about Ned Beatty? He was certainly a prolific character actor from 1956 through 2013. Uh, Ned Beatty appeared in more than 160 movies, uh, like Deliverance, 1972, All the President's Men in 76, uh, the movie Network in 1976 also, Superman, 1978, and, and really many more. We could go on with the list. He also appeared in dozens of TV shows, and um, he was one of your favorites, right, Tom? Yeah, he was. He started with television shows. Uh, I get to kid it a little bit tonight. Uh, he appeared in several episodes of The Rockford Files as a, uh, a kind of a worrisome character dealing with, with Rockford. And of course, Rockford was susceptible to that. But he was in the movie. Well, first of all, Mrs. Kearney and I went to see Deliverance at the State Theater. I don't know if you remember it. Uh, it was downtown on uh, uh, Salisbury Street, I think, before they tore it down. But... Uh, it was a bad print, and after about a third of the movie, uh, Mrs. Kearney and I got up and went home. But I had already seen as much of Deliverance as I wanted to see. <laughs> but but the scene that he's in, in uh, Network is one of my favorite movies. It would be in my top five because it's the truth. It, if people are complaining about news and this and that and uh, the leadership of the country, the, the man who made that movie, who I think was Sidney Lumet, back in... 1975, uh, he said that he didn't regard it as a movie. He regarded it as reportage. But <laughs> Ned, Ned Beatty takes uh, the Peter Finch character, who, by the way, won a posthumous Academy Award, the Peter Finch character did, into right. the boardroom and explains how, th how it is, so to speak. And if you get a chance, go to YouTube or wherever you would find it and look at that, and it, it stands up pretty well as far as I'm concerned. Uh, he explains to him that that, that uh, television and news and politics is uh, basically a charade that uh, if you want to find out what's going on, go to the boardrooms of uh, GE and Exxon and so on, and you'll, you'll get, it, get it straight, what's going right. on. And, and he yeah, did it was a great movie for sure. And, uh, he won it, well, he won an Academy Award for it, I think, for Best yeah. Supporting Actor, or, or certainly was nominated, and he was only on right. the screen for like six minutes. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. That's okay. Well, Tom, I, I wanted to mention another. I'm talking about your favorite people and your favorite programs. I know that one of your favorite television programs was WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, certainly. was on the air from 1978 to 1982. 88 episodes of WKRP were produced. And we uh, regret to say that Frank Bonner... Um, Passed away June 16th, age 79. He was Herb Tarlick 
right? He was the sales manager, Herb Carlec, uh at WKRP in Cincinnati. He was uh, a wonderful actor, but he was also a TV director. He directed some episodes of WKRP, and he was a director for many other successful television programs like New Art um, and Who's the Boss and others. As a matter of fact, Frank Bonner was a native of Little Rock, Arkansas, and I know you like that character. Oh, I, well, I, you know, I've worked in the same business he was in, and you worked in it, too, so you know that they weren't too far off. Uh, oh, no. That's about as well as it gets. Well, I would say, no, you you taught it, and after this we probably should take a break, Ed, that if I was teaching, you know, a course in your department that you were the chairman of, uh, the communications department or something, I would uh, would would recommend that program, WKRP, it's it's 40 years away from us now, but the issues that they identified on that show were the same issues that are that are issues in broadcasting even now, you know, like uh, race and, and other things with Venus Flytrap. And right. anyway, it's just a it's a very well written, very good program. A guy named Wilson did it, and uh, he also Wilson, right? And he also did another show. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of it. It was about a, a wrestler guy. Tim, Tim, whatever his name is, the, the guy that played Venus Flytrap uh, played a restaurant owner in New Orleans, and it dealt with racial issues, particularly in and drugs and other things like that. And they're two of the best shows, and both of those shows failed because the people who put them on the air, CBS, for instance, you mentioned that WKRP only had 88 episodes. Well, that's uh, basically four years, and it would have gone six or seven or eight years at least. But they kept jerking them around and put them on a different night. You know, and when you end up on Friday nights, then you, the message is you, you get the message then that your your days are numbered. And, but it can still be seen in reruns, and you should That's watch right. it if you can. Let's take right. a break. Uh, Let's take a break, Ed, and uh, okay. we'll come back. You you lo- reload your gun uh, of uh, names uh, for the necrology tonight. Dr. Edward Funkhauser, Professor Emeritus of Communications at North Carolina State University is our guest tonight, and we'll be back with another sheet of the necrology right after this. Ed, you're going to have to re-identify the, the music bump each time as we come back because uh, you've, you've already come through uh, identifying where B.J. Thomas appears on the Necrology, but we're going to feature several of his songs tonight. And, uh, yeah. and uh, he, that's what uh, was on the feeling, uh, a hit record by B.J. Thomas. Uh, in 1968, B.J. Thomas, of course, passed away May 29th at age 78. Okie doke. And who was uh, so We'll have some other uh, snippets of tunes by B.J. Thomas as we go along. Uh, Tom, I want to mention Arlene Golonka, G-O-L-O-N-K-A, passed away May 31st. Arlene was 95 years old at the time she passed. She was an actress, and uh, here's one of those folks that you would probably might recognize her face if you don't know her name, because she was on a long list of TV programs, and she was in 30 movies between 1958 and 2005. She also acted on Broadway. You may remember her as Millie Hutchins on the Andy Griffith Show. She also played Millie Swanson on Mayberry RSD. 
among many other shows. She was a native of Chicago. Uh, she was Arlene Golanka. Yeah, Arlene Golanka was seen more on the show after it became Mayberry RFD, but uh, yeah. I mean, she was like the, the late, great Kathleen Freeman, who was just, you know, omnipresent in movies, just a really great character actress. And right. Lot, her, like you said, her face, were, you recognized, although you probably couldn't have come up with her name. Right. Gavin McLeod passed away. Uh, now, there's a recognizable face for sure. He died May 29th. He was 90 years old. Of course, here again, a prolific actor in movies and on TV from 1955 to 2017. But we remember Gavin McLeod for playing Murray Slaughter on the Mary Tyler Moore Show. He also was Captain Merrill Steubing on The Love Boat. He was a native of Mount Kisco, New York, and an Air Force veteran, Gavin McLeod. If you go back a little further, you know, I love to do this. I watch a lot of shows just to see the, the character actors. You can find him in there with Ernest Borgnine in McHale's Navy, too. So. He, was, he has been everywhere. He's been everywhere. You're exactly right. Clarence Williams the third. Remember him? Uh, passed away June 3rd. He was 81 years old. I heard again of someone who appeared in many TV shows between 1960 and 2018, but he had one role that I think most of us of a certain age, let's say, will remember, Link Hayes, L-I-N-C, Link Hayes, on The Mob Squad, a TV program which ran from 1968 to 1973. Clarence Williams III also played Prince's father in the movie Purple Rain in 1984. Uh, Prince Williams III was a native of New York City, and he was an Army veteran. He served as a paratrooper with the 101st Airborne Division. Now, I'm, I may have him confused, but he was he, you saw the list of movies he was in. I'm not sure you have it at hand, but was he ever in uh, uh, Mystery Woman movies with uh, Kelly Martin? No, no. I don't know. There's some star from the Mod Squad, uh, a black guy, and he was really good in that role. And but the, you know, you could see the 30 years in between. I'll have to check that out. But okay, fine, fine business. Yeah, another another actress died, Joanne Linville. She died June 20th. She was 93 years old. Here again, one of those uh, persons we might not remember her name, Joanne Linville, but her face, very possibly. She had a career over 50 years. Uh, she started in 1950 uh, as an actress, uh, but she was in all sorts of TV programs. Twilight Zone, Star Trek, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, and really the list is quite long. Uh, movies also, including Scorpio in 73 and A Star is Born in 1976. And Joanne Lindell was well-known in Hollywood as a teacher and writer on the craft of acting. Uh, with Joanne Linville. Okay, how are we doing on time, Tom? We got time for a few more. We got we got two minutes, so I'd say we got uh, time for just a couple more. Yes. How about a? This turned out to uh, some other folks, other than actors and actresses, and uh, we'll start with F. Lee Bailey. He died on June 3rd. He was 87 years old. Of course, he was an American defense attorney. 
And I would argue that he was one of the very best-known lawyers in our country. Um, he, he was famous for his work on very well-known cases, Boston Strangler, um, Patty Hearst, uh, the O.J. Simpson case, and Sam Shepard also, um, many other, many other famous uh, court cases, crime cases. He was also a television personality. He hosted interview programs, a Navy veteran, author or co-author of eight books, F. Lee Bailey. And his books usually were kind of kind of doorstop books. Yeah, there was a lot to them. So. Yeah. Uh, and Jerome Hellman was a movie producer. He produced seven notable movies. The best known were Midnight Cowboy, 1969, and Coming Home in 1978. Now, Midnight Cowboy won Academy Award as the best picture in 1969. It's the only movie. I'm, I'm sorry. It is the only, was it R-rated movie or X-rated movie ever to win the Academy Award? It was an R-rated movie, I think. And, but two of the movies you named, he must have had a good working arrangement with, with John Boyd. Yeah, and Coming Home was nominated for the Academy Award of Best Picture also. Uh, he was a native of New York City. He was Jerome Hellman died May 26th at the age of 92, as a matter of fact. Okay, well, let's, let's stop right here because we don't have time to get a full, full report on another uh, person who's on the role of uh, the... the Necrology for the month of June in 2021. Dr. Edward Funkhauser is our guest. I'm Tom Kearney, and I want to remind you that our show is on every night, Monday through Friday, from 9 until 10, and we try to have a good a little bit of live and in real-time radio. Tomorrow night, my brother Stephen is going to be our guest, and we are going to talk about the Battle of Gettysburg and the Battle of Vicksburg and the coincidence of their being resolved at approximately the same time back in 1863 and what effect they may have had on the course of the American Civil War. Somebody done somebody wrong song. Ah, you're listening to Billy Good Thomas, the late Billy Good Thomas. State of Oklahoma, Sunday. hit parade tonight on the Tom Kearney Show, where we're unrolling the necrology, those people who have died who deserve to be remembered uh, for the month of June 2021. And the keeper of the role, as always, is Dr. Edward Funkhauser from NC State University. And uh, Ed, I think I've explained why we've had Billy Joe Thomas there. You may not have to do it this time, but I think you said he died in in in, in May, May 29th, or something like that. And he, right, he died May 29th, who was 78 years old. Yeah. And that okay. song, Hey, Won't You Play, another Somebody Done Somebody Wrong song, was a big hit in 1975, Tom. Um, Good. We have a few more people we want to mention from a, a various uh, parts of our culture. Um, Douglas Kramer. Now, there's a name that I'll bet most people don't know. But, you know, this guy, Douglas Kramer, has had a lot of impact on, on many of our lives. For he was a television program producer and executive vice president of Paramount Television. This man is responsible for... Star Trek, The Odd Couple, The Brady Bunch, and Mission Impossible. Now, of course, he's not solely responsible. I mean, the creative team that put these together, but he's the executive that led the development of those programs, big hit programs. 
But he also produced Dynasty, Wonder Woman, and The Love Boat, as a matter of fact. He's also uh, one known as one of America's leading collectors of contemporary art. Douglas Kramer died June 4th. He was 89 years old. You can make a connection. If we hadn't had him, we might not have had Gavin McLeod, who was one of the stars of The Love Boat. Uh, that's possible. And that was that was one of those interesting concepts where you you had a show each week and you had a core cast that uh, ran the boat and then all kinds of guest stars could be could be called in to to uh, be part of the entertainment. But anyway, right. that, that, we couldn't have may not have had uh, McLeod without Douglas Kramer. Yes, uh, Richard Robinson uh, died June fifth. He was eighty four years old. Now, who was he? Well, he was a publisher. He was chief executive officer of a company called the Scholastic Corporation uh, from 1975 to 2021. What did the Scholastic Corporation ever do? Well, they published books. They published <laughs> some very successful publications. Harry Potter, how about that? Captain Underpants and The Hunger Games and other very successful books for younger readers. Um, Richard Robinson was educated at Harvard, Columbia, and Cambridge and was a native of Pittsburgh, and he started his career as a high school teacher. Um, and Eric Carle, C-A-R-L-E, uh, died May 2030. He was 91 years old. Um, I'll bet if uh, anyone out there listening who had kids probably read an Eric Carl book to their kids. Uh, he uh, was an author and an illustrator of children's books from 1963 until he passed. Uh, notably, The Very Hungry Caterpillar in 1969. Oh, yeah. And Brown Bear, Brown Bear, What Do You See in 1967, and others as well. But ladies and gentlemen, this gentleman has sold 145 million copies of his books in dozens of different languages. Born in Syracuse, New York, was Eric Carl, and educated in Germany and Austria, as a matter of fact. Ed, may I ask you a question about Richard Robinson? Yeah. And the Scholastic Corporation? Right. It seems like back at some point in my education, there was a Scholastic newspaper or magazine that was a successor as you got older to the Weekly Reader. I don't know if you ever had the Weekly Reader. Oh, I remember the Weekly Reader for sure. Yeah. Well, I'll bet. I don't know. I have that information before me, but I'll bet we're talking about something related here. Right. And, just, and he just happened to run into J.K. Rowling one day, and they were off to the race. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. How about some members of Congress that passed away? Mike Ravel uh, passed away June 26th, just the other day. He's 91 years old. He was the United States Senator from Alaska, a two-term senator. Uh, he had been the Speaker of the Alaska House of Representatives, Alaska House of Representatives, before he became a United States Senator from Alaska. He was a Democrat. He had tried to eliminate the draft during the Vietnam War. Now, Mike Ravel was a native of Massachusetts, and he was educated in Columbia. He moved to Alaska in the late 1950s. He was an Army veteran. And Herbert 
Callahan, known as Sonny Callahan, died June 24th, 88 years old. He was a member of the U.S. House of Representatives from 1985 to 2003. Uh, uh, that's about 18 years. He represented Alabama's first district. Um, he had been a Democrat, but he switched to Republican in 1984 prior to his election to the House of Representatives. He was a native of Mobile, was a Navy veteran, and the father of six kids was Sonny Callahan. All right, Tom, uh, can we turn our attention to sports a bit? I think maybe so, yes. Uh, we, we, we're going to need to take a break in about four minutes along the way, so judge your time according to that. Let's mention Anna Maria Giotto uh, passed away June 20th. Now, Anna Maria was 105 years old at the time of her passing. She was an Italian basketball player on Italy's national women's basketball team, and that team was the 1938 European champs. She was a native of Venice. Italy. I don't know where they might have had a basketball court there in Venice, but I guess they did. They <laughs> and, probably uh, had water on it, wherever it was. <laughs> I was going to say, you know. Uh, but uh, Anna Maria Giotto was her name. Uh, Tom, let's, let's talk about a, one of, I, I got a feeling this, you might want to comment about this fellow. I bet he's one of your favorites. I'm just guessing because uh, I know you like characters, but James Timothy Grant, baseball fan. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, he was a good pitcher. He was a good pitcher. Yes, he was. His name was Mudcat. They called him Mudcat Grant. Uh, He died June 11th. He was 85 years old. He was the baseball pitcher in the major leagues from 1958 to 1971. Uh, He played for seven different teams. I didn't really realize that, but notably with the Indians and the Twins. He was a two-time All-Star. Uh, in 1965, he won 21 games with the Twins and was the American League wins leader. After he left baseball, he was a uh, baseball executive and a broadcaster. Um, and after his playing days, he had a TV show in which he sang and danced. He was a native of La Coochie, Florida. Mudcat Grant. He, in 1965, he was he had a good year. That's all. Oh boy, know. he did. Uh, he, he really did. Uh, he he was, the, I, rem, I remember him so well. But I, I do. I remember that he led the Twins to the pennant that year, and I think they played the Dodgers. And uh, that was uh, maybe he had to face like people like Sandy Koufax and so on. But he he had a yeah, good I year. Yeah, he had a home run in that World Series. As a matter of fact, I believe. And his was was ever did a home run in the World Series. And the Twins had a very good team. That you, you, I can still name most of them. And, of course, Harmon Killebrew and Zoyo Vasalis and, uh, yeah. were, were players on that team. But anyway, that Mudcat was the, was the most important pitcher on the team. You see, they had all been my Washington Senators before they became the Minnesota Twins. That's right. They'd been in. A lot of people don't remember. It's been long enough now that people have forgotten that the Minnesota Twins had been one time been the Washington Senators. You're well, absolutely, team. and they were terrible until uh, they got good, and then Calvin Griffith moved them to Minnesota, and I've never forgiven him. 
first in the hearts of Prince on its own and last in the American League. Was what That's right. And then they got really good. They had Harmon Killebrew and Bob Allison. Right. Emilio Pasquale. My goodness. Yeah. Uh, Tony Oliva? Yes, absolutely. Tony Oliva. Rod Carew came along shortly thereafter. As a matter of fact. How are we doing on time? Okay. We're to the point where we're going to take a break here. So okay. you... You need to work out the number of people you have left. We've got a quarter of the program left, and we do want to talk about a couple of books tonight, if, if we have time. Dr. Ed Funkhauser is reading to us and discussing, uh, as if reading off of to the tombstone, the, uh, the necrology, those who have passed away recently that may have slipped away and you didn't even know it. And we're reminding you of that, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes to finish the list. And my heart beats with the rhythm of her sigh. This This is one of my favorite B.J. Thomas songs right here. Ed, uh, Ed Funkhauser is our guest tonight, and we've been discussing the necrology, the people who passed away in the last month. And we've got four or five uh, people, some sports people and so on, and we've got a couple of books to talk about. So, Ed, take it away. Okay. Uh, the song, by the way, was I Just Can't Help Believing, which was a hit for B.J. Thomas in uh, 1970. Um, we're featuring B.J. Thomas songs tonight because he recently passed away, passed away May 29th at age of 78. Uh, some sports figures have passed away that we want to mention. Jack Ingram was a NASCAR driver, and he, uh, he was, uh, uh, won 31 races in what was known as the Bush Grand National Series. He also won many championships in lower NASCAR levels. Uh, Jack Ingram was inducted into the NASCAR Hall of Fame in 2014. A native of Asheville, North Carolina, passed away June 25th at age 84. Oh, Marshall... Hold on one okay. second, Ed. I want to say one thing. For okay. those who don't know, the NASCAR Hall of Fame is in Charlotte, North Carolina. Right. Good. Indeed it is. Um, Mike Marshall uh, passed away May 31st. Uh, he was 78 years old. Now, he was a Major League Baseball pitcher for uh, many years. Actually, from 1967 to 1981, he played for nine different teams. He won the Cy Young Award as best pitcher in the National League in 1974 when he was pitching for the Dodgers. He was a two-time All-Star. He was the, a three-time saves leader, uh, in, uh, twice in one league and once in the, and in the other league. He pitched in 106 games, Tom, in 1974 for the Dodgers, and that is a major league record. He earned his Ph.D. from Michigan State University prior uh, to the, his 1974 Cy Young season. Ph.D. is in exercise physiology, I believe. Yeah, I think kinesiology. The one thing you have to think about that is if you went to see the Dodgers play two out of three times, you were going to see him pitch. Of course, he was a reliever, but he... He could apparently had a had a rubber arm and could just go out there every day. Yeah. Mark Eaton passed away May 28. He was 64. He was the center for the Utah Jazz NBA team 1982 to 1994. Famous as a shot blocker, 
uh, he blocked 456 shots in the 1984-85 season, an NBA record. Uh, his jersey is retired by the Utah Jazz. He wore number 53. This dude, of course, was tall. He was seven feet four inches tall, a native of California. Remember Jim Fassel? He passed away June 7th. He was 71 years old. He was the head football coach at the University of Utah, but we remember him as the head coach of the NFL New York Giants from 1997 to 2003. He was the coach of the year in the NFL in 1997. Um, we have some other folks. Uh, Rene Robert, I'm guessing his name is pronounced Robert. <laughs> He is from Quebec and is French, and so um, I think that's probably correct. He died June 22nd, age 72. He was a right winger for uh, four different teams, uh, scored uh, 702 points in his career, a two-time NHL All-Star. Tom Curvers was another NHL player for many, many years, a defenseman. He died June 21st. He was 58 years old. Bobby Unser Jr. died June 13th. He was 65, a race car driver. Not a lot of success, some success, but his career was not as extensive as his dad's. Bobby Unser Jr. Uh, was uh, a stunt driver. That was really his claim to fame, and a coordinator for stunts for movies and TV. His dad, of course, uh, Indianapolis 500 winner multiple times, um, but Bobby Unser Jr. died of complications following surgery six weeks after his father died of natural causes. Ron Saul, uh, June 16th, age 73. Uh, he was an NFL offensive lineman from 1970 to 1981 for the Oilers and for the team formerly known as the Washington Redskins. Uh, Ron Saul had two brothers who also played in the NFL. He played his college football at Michigan State. Tom, that's what I have and people who have passed. Well, we've got about a minute and a half, so you, you've got, I know, at least one or two books you want to recommend. Yeah, and, well, uh, I just finished uh, Empire of Pain by Patrick Radden Keith. It's about the Sackler family, really. It's really about the Sackler family and the development and um marketing of OxyContin, which so many people became addicted to and so many lives were taken. Um, but I thought the Empire of Pain um, is quite a read. Uh, this guy, Patrick Redden Keefe, is a good writer. Related books, uh, Dope Sick by Beth Macy and Dreamland by Sam Quinones uh, also. Also, certainly I would recommend uh, The Codebreaker by Walter Isaacson about genes and gene editing. Um, this is a really good book, a very complex subject, but Isaacson does a fabulous job of explaining this for folks like me who need a lot of explaining. Okay. Well, I have, uh, I have looked at reviews, and uh, I, I try to order my books in, in combination so that I get free shipping from Amazon. So I'm looking forward to getting... I think I've got over $25 worth now. But, Ed, thank you for being with us tonight. I may call you here in a few minutes, and uh, we'll have a little conference. But it, it was good for you to come and, and read out the role of the necrology for tonight. Okay. Well, Tom, I always enjoy being with you. Thank you. 
Dave Funkhauser, our guest tonight. We'll be back tomorrow night to talk about the uh, uh, Civil War battles that took place around the 1st of June, or rather July, 1863.